The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations. So listen with headphones. Or don't. We don't judge. Have you ever wished that your world had more magic? Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series? Then do we have a podcast for you? Hello, everyone. I'm Claire. And I'm Kat. And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction. The Dead of Time. Each episode, we read a chapter of this story. Which I try to remember from week to week. Try being the operative word. Without further ado, here's our recap of last week's chapter of The Dead of Time. Well, hello, cat. Yo, yo, yo. Happy November. Yeah. Turkey, turkey, turkey. And then Christmas. Boom in your face. And then New Year. And then I would say that I'm excited for 2021. But starting in 2016, every year we were like, next year. Next year will be better. And every year that was a fucking lie. So given that this year has brought a new plague... So we can no longer say avoiding it like the plague, because clearly nobody did that. So, along with a new plague, Australia burning, California burning, uh, no longer having gender reveal parties due to California burning, um, and also because they're outdated and transphobic. Um, Then we also had, what was it? Oh, we found out that platypuses can glow. James Bond fucking died, which I am not okay with. Fuck you, everybody protect Betty White. Um, we almost had a world war with Iran. We almost had a world war with North Korea. Somehow, Israel and a number of Arab countries decided to declare a peace deal. 2020 has been very weird. I feel like 2021 is going to involve nukes. I hate you for saying that, because all of our listeners are screaming (laughs) at you right now because you predicted all of this crap. So now they're like, bad Claire, stop it. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so what had happened? <laughs> anyway, the dead of time. Anyway, what the dead of time. Was? What had happened was okay. So what had happened was is previously I got left on a cliffhanger as so again did all of you. Yeah, again, again. So I was like. Oh my god, why is he bleeding? Why did he take a port key? I don't understand. And then I found out. So, what had happened was, is Sirius got himself an emergency port key to get out of being tortured by, um, what was it, Death Eaters or Voldemort's Death Eaters, Voldemort, Bellatrix. Yeah, so he was being tortured, so he port keyed to uh jamie and maya's house and with the necklace that maya gave him for christmas because she straight up told him it was a port key to their house yes very important and he was all bleeding and stuff and they were all freaking out and screaming and calling for tilly and being like he has to go to the hospital and all this stuff and then because it started out with the previous the ending of the previous chapter and all the aftermath i was like oh my god he's dead and then I got a lot of crap for that, thinking that he is dead. But it really did seem like he was dead, so y'all leave me alone. Also, then- sit real quick, 
I listened to last week's episode just yesterday. It was because you're just like, oh my God, is he dead? And I was just like, yes. And then there's just silence. And then after like a solid 15 to 30 seconds, you hear Catherine in the background go, "Ah," like making suffering noises. And I was like, Jesus, no, he's not dead. He has to go on and go to Azkaban. He can't be dead. She's like, oh, you're right. But anyway, that was my favorite part of last week. Continue. Apparently, it was a lot of people's favorite parts of last week. But anyways, so then I found out because we did a flashback. And then I found out that he was getting tortured by Death Eaters and Bellatrix and Voldemort and all of those lovely, lovely citizens of the wizarding world. (laughs) And then after all of that was done, they brought him back to Potter Manor after being in the hospital and... I kind of remember that there was something when he was in the hospital that they were trying to, like, steal him away or kidnap him back into being tortured, but it didn't happen. So they brought him back to Potter Manor after all of that, and then we ended with a kiss. So, minor adjustments. Um... Nobody was trying to kidnap him back to pot or uh, kidnap him back to the Death Eaters. Uh, when Maya and everybody brought him to St. Mungo's, Maya was trying to help him. And then the healers were like, you kids can't be in here. You're not family. And so Maya threw up wards to keep everybody out. And so they had like healers and aurors and a curse breaker trying to break into the room. And she was holding them off, which is fairly impressive for a 16 year old girl um and then her mom was like honey you gotta let the nice nice doctors in and so she did and that was very weird my computer almost turned off um that would have been bad anyway so uh so daria came in and she was like honey you need to chill and so she chilled and she let people in but they ended up letting hermione do a lot of the healing but at one point her mom was like you need a break take a break. And so she went off to take a break to go get some tea and happened to see Narcissa Malfoy and realized that she was going through a miscarriage and recommended a fertility tea. So that's important. Important little thing to remember. I don't know why I'm waving my hand like that. Anyway, um, so she gave Narcissa some pointers on how to have Draco. Uh, you know, spoiler, haha, she has a little boy. Anyway, um, other thing that had happened was Daria calls Alfred Black. And every time I say that, it sounds like I'm saying Alfred. It is Alfard, A-L-P-H-A-R-D, Black, who is the head of the Black family, uh, while Berger, while Berger and Orion are trying to get Alfred to name Regulus as next in line for the heir to the family. And Alfred basically said, fuck off and is keeping Sirius as his heir, which means Sirius is next in line to take over the black family, which is why Orion isn't quite as powerful as his brother. Um, or I guess Wahlberg's brother, Orion's cousin. I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit going on in that family, but, um, Alfred makes Daria and Charles his Sirius's guardian. So they are now legally, effectively his parents. They can't adopt him because his parents didn't put him up for adoption, but because they have guardianship, 
That means they can visit him in the hospital and then make decisions as a parent would. Yeah, that's what I thought was, yeah, kidnapping. But it wasn't. It made it, it seem like it, though. <laughs> No, no. Well, so yes, in, in effect, Daria and Charles did kidnap the black heir, but um, the bad guys did not do the kidnapping. The good guys did. So it's okay. Okay. Cool magic beans. Cool magic beans. So, um, Zet being said, um, we are now, uh, they brought Sirius back to Potter Manor. Um, Sirius is having nightmares. They're trying to give him dreamless sleep. Jamie and Maya both woke up because he was screaming again. Um, oh my god, did I say Remus? I don't know. You might have. <laughs> I feel like you said Sirius, but honestly, I wasn't paying that close of attention because somebody texted me. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a bad host. But, um... Sorry, I've been having moments like that lately where I'm like, wait, did I do that? Did I do that? Dude, no, there's so many times where I'm listening to the episode and I'm like, God damn it, I fucking name swapped. And I'm just, I feel like crap. But please know that I know that I do it and I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, so Maya goes to give him the uh, dreamless sleep draft and... Maya steps into the room, closes the door because she doesn't want to wake anybody. She puts up a silencing charm. She wakes up Sirius. He kind of wakes up, growls, and then kisses her. And um, <clears throat> when I say kisses, I mean she barely had a chance to half mutter his name before he crashed his lips against hers in a raging, bruising kiss. Wow. Wow. So uh, this is, do you already have Christmas nails? Those look like Christmas nails. No, actually, they're not. My pinky, my pointer, and my thumb are red. My ring finger is this, like, rose gold glitter, and my middle finger is this really ugly, and I mean ugly, shade of, like, pink nude, but I put two fall leaf stickers on it because I got nail stickers, so it's technically fall <laughs> or like November turkey because I, I it was a Halloween pack, but it came with like leaves and I thought that was more November appropriate. I appreciate you. No, but my Christmas nails are going to be um gingerbread men. <gasps> oh, I like that. Okay. Yes. Anyway. Uh, the Dead of Time, chapter 52. No expectations. July 30th, 1976, picking up approximately a split second after we ended last chapter. He was not gentle with her like he had been during their first kiss, either time in the secret passage. Why does she say either time in the secret passage? Hold on, don't look at me like that. Because Hermione's first kiss with Sirius Black is in the secret passage, and then Maya's first kiss with Sirius is in the secret passage. Boom. Um, nor was he passionate and smug like he had been when he cornered her after Remus's birthday party, taking her pleasure and claiming it for his own. This was anger. This was untamed. This was Sirius taking what he wanted for himself. He gripped her jaw tightly, and Maya let out a squeak, but allowed it as he pried her lips open with his tongue, despite the pain she felt through the ferocity with which he kissed her, bruising <laughs> your face right now. You look horrified. 
a, a little bit because all I'm envisioning is, and this is probably a really bad example, but this is the only thing I can think of at the moment is like the first Fifty Shades movie <laughs> where she's willing to like give into his like stuff. Uh, despite the pain she felt through the ferocity with which he kissed her, bruising, scraping, biting at her lips, she was breathless and lost in him. She was desperate to moan his name, but he refused to relinquish control enough to part from her mouth even for a second. She wrapped her arms around his neck and ran her fingers through his hair, needy for him, and he mimicked her actions. When she pulled away slightly, his fingers gripped her hair and held her firmly against him. She felt him growl against her and could not... <laughs> you giggle every time we use the term growl. sure we're not reading the other version jesus no no the thing i almost put on a hoodie before this because i was cold <laughs> but not anymore <laughs> never wear a hoodie guys never wear a hoodie um when she pulled away slightly his fingers gripped her hair and held her firmly against him she felt him growl against her and couldn't help but echo the sound tugging at his raven locks in a struggle for dominance as on nights of the full moon, the little fox and the black dog would battle. They would struggle against one another, chasing and tumbling in a constant blur of black and red, one rolling over the other. The fox would bite the dog, nipping at his paws and legs. Maya bit serious, her teeth scraping against his bottom lip. The dog would use his size and strength against the fox, pinning her down beneath him. Sirius gripped Maya's hips tightly, flipping her over and pinning her firmly beneath him against the mattress of his bed. Their monthly animalistic game of dominance was an amusing way to pass the time, but they were not a fox and a dog right now. They were a witch and a wizard, and the wizard was asserting his dominance over the witch writhing beneath him. As though he had not the ability to control anything else in his life, he would control this moment. When Sirius finally broke their kiss, Maya gasped loudly, and he did not pay attention as he moved his mouth elsewhere, latching his lips and teeth to the side of her neck where he bit down hard, causing her to whimper in both pain and pleasure, finding bliss in the razor-sharp line between the two. Though she rarely thought about one when she was with the other, in any sense, Maya could not help but wonder if adjusting to Remus's sexual aggression had not prepared her in some way to deal with Sirius's. Cat's eyes are so big right now! I am glad you guys know what my blushing sounds like, because that's what I'm doing. I kind of wish we were recording this for the people, but we're not. Ugh. <sighs> one of these days. Oh my god. Why? Why, 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 why? He sucked hard on the skin of her neck. <laughs> likely. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you good? No. <laughs> You know, I think that's what we're going to start doing instead. We're just going to live record all of the version. We don't even have to do the AO3 version. Your reaction to the clean versions, except for the orchard. Everything else. I feel like your reaction to just the way it's written on fanfic is flawless. I love you. We'll start doing that next time. Um, he sucked hard on the skin of her neck, likely marking her. 
When his rough hands, calloused from years of playing Quidditch, reached for her thighs, she moaned at his touch and adjusted her body so she could reach for her wand that she had dropped on the bedspread a foot away. Waving the vinewood at the door, she reinforced her silencing spell, adding an incredibly strong locking charm. Just in time, as Sirius's hand slipped between her legs, and she let out a loud cry of shock at the way he was taking command in the moment. His hair hung like a beautiful curtain in front of his eyes. Instead of touching her like he had done in the hallway of Hogwarts, Sirius removed his hand and put it on her hip, pulling her down the length of the mattress until he was kneeling between her thighs, nothing separating them but a few layers of fabric. She trembled, trembled with pleasure as he showed her what he could do to her without the boundaries of clothing. His fingers dug into the skin of her hips and thighs as he moved above her, grinding their bodies together and growling low and deep. Something inside of her coiled tightly, building a familiar pressure. She reached up, running her fingers along his scalp and threading them through the black silk of his hair. Suddenly, the noises he made stopped, save for the sound of heavy panting. The movements he made stopped, save for the way his shoulders shook. Serious? she whispered. Worried when she felt wetness against the skin of her stomach, she brushed back the hair from his face and adjusted her body to sit up at an angle where she could tilt his chin toward her. When his eyes finally looked up into hers, their silvery gray depths were wet, and she saw something she had never seen before, the exposed soul of Sirius Black. The moment was fragile and fleeting, and she knew it, so before he had a chance to build the walls back up around him, she leant forward and kissed him soundly. Lacking the lust-fueled intensity from moments earlier, Maya put every bit of sincerity and need into the way she kissed him now. He did not move at first, and she opened her eyes to gaze up at him, watching as he looked to be struggling with the decision to let her in or not. She realized he was afraid. Am I safe with you? She asked, knowing that he needed to feel like he was in control, as if he, not she, was the protector. Her words seemed to snap him out of his dark thoughts. As if he were seeing her for the first time that night, he sighed and touched his forehead against hers before giving her a slow, chaste kiss on the lips. Pulling away, he cupped her cheek and sighed, his gaze wary but honest. I don't know. She ran one hand through his hair while the other tenderly dragged over the skin at the back of his neck. Tell me. I was almost a... a death eater. Sirius swallowed after he let the words tumble out, looking pained just by saying them. He shook his head, the tears beginning to return. They tried to mark me. Maya, why would they try if I wasn't already somehow... No. Maya interrupted, tears pricking at the corner of her own eyes. You are good, Sirius Black. You are good and kind and brave and... Merlin, so brave. They didn't try to take you because they thought you belonged. They tried to take you because you didn't. The first Black to ever be a Gryffindor. You are all red and gold. You are rare and therefore priceless. A thought occurred to her, and she smiled, Reaching one hand over to the other, she unclasped the bracelet around her wrist, having long ago figured out how to undo the locking charm that an older Sirius had put on it. Slowly, 
She removed the goblin-made heirloom from her skin, smiled, and reached for Sirius's hand. She placed the bracelet around his wrist. Courage and craft. You have new house words, Sirius. You're too good for me. Sirius frowned as he looked into her eyes, not even glancing at the gift she had just given him as he ran gentle fingers against her cheeks, jaw, and the line of her neck. She smirked up at him. I said you were precious, not perfect. Though he didn't return her expression, she saw a brief glimpse of amusement in his eyes. As the moment faded, however, she began to see it again. Fear. The walls were going back up. He had exposed too much, showed too much weakness to her, and that left him vulnerable and open to hurt. I need you, she whispered before he had a chance to lock her out completely. Caught off guard by the statement, Sirius's wet eyes widened. Maya, nothing's changed. I'm still... Mine. You're the end, Sirius. Maya cut him off. However, I'm nothing if not logical and practical. I don't expect epic love stories where I'm some pure princess locked in a tower and you're the charming prince come to save me. She pushed a fallen lock of hair from his face so his eyes remained unobstructed from her view. We're both Gryffindors, who fought a little too hard to stay out of Slytherin, which means we're not perfect. I am anything but pure, and while you are charming, she began, chuckling, when his expression briefly turned smug, I don't expect you to come riding in on a white horse. Black horse, he suggested with a softened smirk. Maybe one day, when we're older and smarter and this war is over. For now, we live in a shitty world filled with dark magic and death eaters, and I'm struggling to find any good reason to not have my fill of you now, because we'll only be this age together for such a short time. She fought back the burning anxiety in her chest. It already felt like time was running out for them. She gently scratched her nails against the front of his worn t-shirt. I've already lived a life full of regrets based on overthinking things. I want to live in the moment. This moment. I have no expectation, Sirius. Not tonight. But haven't we waited long enough? Yeah, I've waited long <laughs> enough. Jeez. I doing all right there, pal. No, because like I, you you built me up, and then all of a sudden it was like getting there, and then it was like, oh wait, did I leave the oven on? Is my straightener off? Like Jesus, why do you build me up? But baby, just to let me down. That song makes so much more sense now. Yeah, it, it, it literally is just like that. It's like, oh, crap, look at the time. Gotta go. I'm just gonna leave you there, a puddle of stuff. <laughs> We're gonna get hot and heavy. We're gonna get hot and heavy. And he's crying. <laughs> yeah. Man. Which we respect men who cry. That is not the issue. The issue is he was about to have sex, and then he started crying. That is an issue. <laughs> Which is usually our issue, because we're the ones who start crying. So it's like... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's occasionally a thing. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> shut up. Safe space, Clara. We could talk about it, but our viewers don't... Viewers, listeners don't care. I'm in a glass case of emotion.
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Actually, technically they are viewers too. At least the Patreons are. Viewers. Yeah, the Patreons are technically viewers because they do actually view us. Yeah. In a not only fans fashion. God, Patreon is such a weird word. Every time I say it, I'm like, wait, that's not how you pronounce it. Then I'm like, wait, yes, it is. Because I feel I'm like I'm saying like... patriot, but it's like. That's why I always say it with a weird accent, like Patreon. Because it is a strange word and I don't like it, but... Yeah, I, I don't I, like I, it either. I like what they do and I like what they allow us to do, but it I is like a weird word. Is. Yeah, like there are a lot of words in this language that are super weird. Like I think fetus is a weird word. <laughs> like I, I really do. Like I think fetus is a very strange word. Um, My favorite part about English is the fact that it's a whole bunch of languages conglomerated together. And basically anytime we didn't have a word for something and there was a foreign word for it, we just stole that word. So like... Multiple deer is just deer, and multiple moose is just moose, but multiple mouses is, or is mouses, and like fish can be fishes, but it's generally just fish. But like, why is it goose and geese and not moose and meese? What the fuck is that? And I think it's because of, you know, Native Americans versus Dutch versus German versus ye old English, but, um... Also, fun fact, the word algebra is Arabic and comes from algebra. Ah, didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't, but I don't like it because <laughs> I don't like algebra or any type of math. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, the dead of time. <laughs> So, uh, last we left off, Maya was like, I get that you're feeling feelings, but also we should probably bone. She didn't say exactly that, but I think that's where she was going. Uh, <laughs> she said he wasn't a prince on a white horse, and he said black horse, and she said maybe one day. Um, she fought back the burning anxiety in her chest. It already felt like time was running out for them. She gently scratched her nails against the front of his worn t-shirt. I already read this part, but I'm going to read it anyway. I've already lived a life full of regret, based on overthinking things. I want to live in the moment. This moment. I have no expectations, Sirius. Not tonight. But haven't we waited long enough? I need you, he finally blurted out, echoing her pleading from earlier. The sincerity in his tone was almost painful to hear. It stirred something inside of her that brought relief at the same time that it rekindled the fire in her belly. Suddenly, he was kissing her again jump-starting some needy, burning fire of desire and desperation. She dug her fingers into the top muscles of his back, terrified that he would vanish into thin air if she dared to ease up on her grip. He began sliding his mouth over his, her jaw and back to the skin of her neck. Maya gasped as she began to think that spontaneous human combustion was a very real possibility. When his fingers touched over the buttons of her nightdress, Maya squeezed her eyes tight, no, no, oh, I thought you were getting excited. You're just yawning. Rude. My <laughs> squeezed her eyes. The time changed. My body's like, it's nine. No, it's not. It's seven. <laughs> <laughs> it only fell back one hour, cat. <laughs> I know, but my body feels like more than that. I feel you, though. I'm like, I'm tired. It's 6.50. <laughs> it gets dark early, okay? Anyway. Um. 
I've read this sentence like three times now. Maya squeezed her eyes tight, trying to find a steady way to breathe rather than gasping for air. One by one, he pulled at each button, delicately, teasingly, and she wondered if he was doing it on purpose to torture her. All of her dreams of this moment had him tearing at her clothes. In reality, he took his time, pulling away the fabric and leaving an open-mouthed kiss on every inch of skin he revealed as he went down. She felt like she was drowning in the sensations, caught in a riptide of pleasurable anticipation that was dragging her under. You good? Yes, I'm fine. <laughs> Serious. Just, just rip it off. His chest rumbled in response to her plea, a throaty chuckle escaping his lips as he ignored her, reaching for the fifth button on her nightdress that sat at the very bottom of her sternum. He kissed his way down the valley between her breasts, but refused to pull the fabric away from either side. She expected him to be greedy and devouring her the way she wanted to devour him. But instead, he was savoring every last excruciating nip of flesh. <laughs> nip. <laughs> Sorry. When he reached her navel, his movement stopped, and he looked up at her with a hunger that dissolved her completely. Swift he moved upward, crushing his lips against hers in a devastating kiss, seeking her tongue with his own and groaning against her when he found it. Frantically, Maya gripped at his back, reaching for the hem of his shirt and tugging it upward. Sirius laughed softly at her frustrated need to undress him before granting her silent request by breaking their kiss and parting with the shirt. He dove in to capture her mouth once more, but she held him back with the palms of her hands flat against his chest. He let out a soft whining noise, but Maya shook her head. No, she said on a heavy breath. I need, I need to look at you. She traced her fingers over the lines along his body, savoring each and every dip and crease. A whimpering moan from her throat escaped as she looked down at the way his pajama pants hung low on his hips. The line of muscle that disappeared beneath the fabric looked as if it was begging to be lit. <laughs> There it is. <sighs> Guys, I swear she's not a virgin. <laughs> she is, however, bright fucking red. Uh, Are you clutching your chest? Yes, I don't know why. I'm not having a heart attack. <laughs> If she had, if she was wearing a strand of pearls, they would be very tightly gripped right now. Oh my god! Ah, goose frava. Sirius looked, grinned down at her. See something you like? To answer his question, she tugged her hands around his neck, pulling him back down to a kiss, crying out when she felt his hands finally press past the open fabric of her nightdress. Serious, please. Patience, kitten. I need to memorize every exquisite moment of this. Maya growled. Serious, I need you inside of me, right now. He closed his eyes as he granted her request. Um, I feel like he didn't grant her request. I feel like he considered her request. Anyway, uh, looking like he was fighting to focus. What are you thinking of? 
she asked him. Oh. Oh, no, he did grant her request. Oh, hey. Okay. So that's the difference between AO3 and this one. In this one, we just say, he granted her request. In the AO3 version, it would be something along the lines of, he then thrust his cock inside. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Cat's eyes just got real big. Also, really hope mom's still not listening to this podcast. If so, it's awkward. Anyway. <clears throat> He closed his eyes as he granted her request, looking like he was fighting to focus. What are you thinking of? She asked him with a grin. For the love of Merlin, he said on a ragged breath, firmly gripping her hips and stilling her movements. You need to stop. He was not proud of many aspects of his less-than-proper reputation, but one thing he did pride himself on was the fact that he had always been able to satisfy a witch before he ever lost control of himself. Maya was testing his resolve in the worst and best ways possible. He took in slow, deep breaths to calm himself, but was unable to concentrate as he felt Maya's knees bending around him, her toes tucked into the waist of his bottoms, and she was tugging them down. He glanced at her almost glared at the smug, victorious look on her face. She was pushing him, trying to dominate the situation, and he would have none of it. Sirius continued to let her tug at his clothing, exposing him to the warm air of the bedroom, but before he allowed her to see him in all his glory, he leant forward, pushing her nightdress up around her waist to reveal black knickers. Or... I can't tell if he's inside her or not! Anyway, because <clears throat> she's still wearing her underwear and he's still wearing pants, but maybe they like just popped it out and slid it in. I don't know. I have so many questions. I'm making it weird, guys, and I'm not sorry. Sirius continued to let her tug at her clothing, side of the color. Ah, okay. Revealing black knickers. The sight of the color caused the animagus in him to growl with pleasure, as though she had his very name tattooed on her skin. Maya whimpered, Want you? Need you, he groaned loudly, pressing his face into the crevice of her neck as she dug her fingernails into his shoulders. He, uh, he wound him, she wound him tighter and tighter, a familiar building pressure that burned hot and felt icy cold at the same time. He kissed along her throat before lifting up and pressing against her forehead, letting her eyes focus on his face. He wrote a dangerous line between pain and pleasure. He still had held back, not wanting to hurt her. As the coil inside of him wound tighter and tighter, he could also feel something pull at his chest. A piece of his magic tugged hard, almost violently, until he was physically pulled down. His eyes widened and he stared into hers, realizing by the way her back arched at the same time she must have felt it too. The thread of magic twisted tight, and if he closed his eyes he could almost see it feeling it twist into something stronger. Serious? Look at me, he pleaded with her, stars bursting behind his eyelids as he collapsed against her. They stayed like that for several minutes, coming down from the high. Sirius's forehead rested against hers, and they were both breathing hard and heavy, breath mingling. He leant forward, kissing her softly, not having the proper words to tell her how he felt, considering the blood had yet to return to his brain. So you know what happened, right? Other than... Yes. You know what the chest thing was? 
sure. What was it? A chest thing. (laughs) (laughs) Remember they have a soul bond? Yes. Bonds are usually... uh, They can be in place, but they're not sealed until you do the yeah so because they hadn't done the hanky panky before the bond wasn't sealed but now i think they sealed it okay yeah kind of like a pack bond to seal that they have to do a huh huh and a okay a little poke and nibble if you will and you know what else you can bond with claire Sound effects? No. (laughs) This dick? No. (laughs) What? Candles and wax melts. Candles and wax melts. Oh my God, you're a genius. We can, in fact, bond with... I have bonded very closely with Stormy Nights, which was one of the bonus scents, and it is fucking fantastic. And if I'm not mistaken, we have a November special going on, do we not? Yes, we do. It starts on the 6th, which ironically is the day this episode comes out. Not ironic at all. It's almost like we planned it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But yes, uh, we have a special running with Starcross Sundries once again, who is about to, I actually believe they already have, dropped their holiday scents, which I am super excited about. They have a, like, spruce and bonfire or fireplace smell i don't know it's like christmas trees and fire which is like my favorite thing unless they're combined which is terrible and horrifying and one of my worst nightmares and why i have a fake tree but uh the smells are very good together also that was a really weird segue anyway (laughs) so spruce and fireplace delicious we also have holiday hearth we have gingerbread we have sugar cookie we have all sorts of exciting things i think there's a coffee smell in there somewhere but i'm super excited about this because it is more smells and also i had to take a break from my smells because i was sick but i'm very excited to get peck into them and have them throughout my house and also to have my husband go why the fuck does our entire house smell like insert whatever i'm melting at the time because it is so strong it goes through my entire house and my husband will complain for like two seconds because he's not expecting it and then it is immediately followed by that smells really nice where'd it come from so uh extra bonus points to rin and elizabeth Rin Elizabeth, if you will. Um, but yeah. Yay, Starcross Sentries. There's a code. Cat, what's the code? The code is. This is to get. How pres- Fire Whiskey Felt. How Fire Whiskey Felt is the code. And that will get you uh, a certain percentage off of your wax melts and wax candles. Not that candles are made out of anything other than wax i mean are they is there a thing i mean i feel like there were jelly candles at one point but that's not important because starcross sundries is wax candles and wax melts and they smell so good and they're so pretty and the little sugar cookie ones have sprinkles yeah and they look like candies and i want to eat them but don't eat them but don't eat them don't eat them don't eat them that's bad but hopefully they will inspire you to make the things you can eat like sugar cookies and gingerbread Yay! Yay! That was really good ad placement. Well done, Kat. I'm proud of you. Well, I 
didn't know where else to put it because I <laughs> was reading and I was like, he's not going to tell her anything about how she tasted and felt. So I guess that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I decided that people can bond with candles and wax melts. <sighs> I love candles and wax melts. I'm going to go like huff some wax later. Anyway, thank you again to Rin for supporting us again. We love you. It's amazing. We love working with them. They are seriously some. They're the only ad. No, we've worked, we've worked with two, but uh, they have been the returning champion who just keeps coming back for more because you guys keep going back for more. So it's like a win-win for everybody involved in this. I feel like we're really just rambling now. So, the dead of time. Anyway, the dead of time. Anyway, the dead of time, which is we have a second design of that now available on Public, along with what had happened was and a number of other designs. So you should check those out as well. And that, I think, is enough of a commercial break. Do you think so, Kat? I think so. I'm making it weird, but it's been a really long time since we've recorded because I have not been feeling well. It's been like two weeks, guys. We're sorry. We're rusty. And when I say we, I mean me, because Kat's been really wanting to record and I've been the asshole who's been like, I can't. <laughs> I'm sick. Okay, Umbridge. <laughs> That's from fucking Mean Girls. If I wanted to be Umbridge, I'd be like, him. I know, but it sounded the same. You did the voice the same. <sighs> My boobs can tell when it's raining. Anyway, if you don't yeah. get that, watch Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not really. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, mine can tell when it's raining men. Oh! oh! Which does not happen, and if it did, that would hurt. <laughs> it would. Also, there would be a lot of, like, men screaming in pain because they don't have, like, broken bones. Yes, but then we could literally use the line, Hey, did it hurt when you <laughs> fell, fell from, from heaven? Because <laughs> they literally fell. I have no idea how we got here. (laughs) So Sirius and Maya had sex. Uh, Well, we think because she still had her underwear on, so we don't know how that. No, no, no. They definitely they did it because that's why the bond connected. They had to have had sex. So I think he just like did a little sneaky pull to the side and snuck it in. Or it happened like magic. Or maybe, maybe she's one of those six... No, no, I don't think any teenager in the 1970s was wearing crotchless panties. But I don't think anybody wears those for fun. That's just like a you want to have sex but don't want to take your underwear off kind of thing. Oh my god, this is just going on a really (laughs) weird tangent. We're going back to the story now. Like Meg Ryan said, it was like magic. Oh, Oh, now I need to watch that movie again. Oh my god, no, no, it's on Netflix. The story, the story, the story. He pulled himself off of her next to her. Okay. Yeah, no, I hadn't read that part. Wait. Fuck me. I don't remember where we left off. Um. He pulled himself off of her. Was that? Okay. I think. I'm going to read the previous paragraph just because it's been a while and I don't remember where. (laughs) We'll We'll just. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway. He collapsed against her. They stayed like that for several minutes, coming down from the high. Sirius's forehead rested against hers, and they were both breathing hard and heavy. 
breath mingling, he leant forward, kissing her softly, not having the words to tell her how he felt, considering the blood had yet returned to his brain. Remember, men have two heads, but only enough blood to run one at a time. Important lesson. <coughs> oh God, I went there. Wrong tube. Wrong tube. Okay, I'm okay. It's been a disastrous night, guys, okay? It's been rough. <laughs> There's been a lot of water going down wrong tubes and technological issues, and I think at this point she and I are both just delirious. <laughs> and you want to know what that means? Claire doesn't know how to swallow. Oh! <laughs> Hey, 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 you read that paragraph because you were actually at the chest thing because you asked me if I mentioned if I knew what that was. So, oops. Whatever. Well, no, because I asked. We'd already passed that. So I said, so this is the blood had not yet returned to his brain, I think was where I was. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. He pulled himself off of her, settling next to her on the mattress, which now felt cool against his burning skin. He draped an arm over her waist, tugging her until her sweat-soaked back was flush against his chest. He buried his face in her tangled mane of brown curls and breathed her in before placing a gentle kiss on her bare shoulder, laughing lightly when he realized her half-opened nightdress was still bunched around her hips. Lift up, Sirius whispered, sitting up and nudging at her hips. Maya complied silently, allowing him to completely disrobe her. It all felt a bit silly, after the fact. He pulled the fabric away from her pelvis and down her thighs, tossing it to the floor in the direction he assumed her knickers had been thrown, in the heat of passion. As he moved his way back to the bed, he placed tender kisses along her body, her ankle, her calf, and the beautiful curve of her hip, where he paused to leave a tingling bite. He placed his hand against her stomach as he pulled himself up the side of her body, grinning and kissing every inch of her with reverence, despite taking as much time as he possibly could before succumbing in the blurry vision of lust, Sirius felt he had not the proper opportunity to worship her. His lips kissed along the dip of her waist, but stopped when the smooth flesh changed in texture. Sirius opened his eyes and looked down. Narrowing his focus, he ran the pad of his thumb upward along, along a thin but very deep scar that ran the length of her ribs, a scar he had never seen before. So, quick throwback to the very beginning of book two. When she took the de-aging potion, Madame Pomfrey mentioned that all of her scars were go away for now, but would reappear on her body at the same time it had appeared on her body the first time she lived through those years. So, if you remember, at the end of fifth year, when Harry has the vision of Sirius and the Department of Mysteries, and they all fly out there and they have that big battle royale with the Death Eaters, Hermione got hurt by Dolohov. And it's a much bigger part in the books than it is in the movie but she damn near died from it and he hit her in the ribs and it left a very 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 large scar they just finished their fifth year which means it's back rut row raggy give me your wand I heard 
already cast the contraceptive charm, Maya muttered sleepily. I knew it. I knew it. What? I knew there was a charm. There's a charm. I've always wondered that. Maya, give me your wand, he demanded again. What for? Give me your wand. (laughs) She sat up, handing him the wand. Before he had a chance to answer her question, he illuminated the room. Holding the wand over her body, he felt his stomach roll at the sight he was met with. Maya, what the fuck is this? Shit, she thought, as she looked down at the deep purple scar she had all but forgotten about. In the insanity surrounding Sirius's attack, Maya had not even realized the month and year. Madame Pomfrey had warned her years earlier after taking the de-aging potion that when she reached the age she previously acquired them, her scars would resurface. The long purple line dissecting her ribs, damn, I totally fucked up and like ruined this part, but whatever, sorry guys. The long purple line dissecting her ribs was just the first of many. Dolohov's curse that she had taken in the Department of Mysteries at the end of her fifth year had left behind the nasty mark. Unfortunately, it could not be glamoured due to its dark nature, which left her in an awful situation as Sirius stared down at it with his wide eyes. Maya, what is this? A scar. No shit. This isn't just any scar. This is dark magic. When the hell were you cursed? Who touched you? He looked wrathful, though Maya knew it was not aimed at her. I can't tell you. She muttered, and her heart broke when she saw his walls go back up. She winced in frustration. Sirius, wait. You need... You need to learn occlumency. You need to tell me the truth. Someone hurt you. I'm fine. I promise you, Sirius. I am fine. I know what you're thinking. You didn't fail to protect me. It was me who failed to protect you she thought, as memories from that particular battle resurfaced. Fighting alongside Harry, being separated from the others as Death Eaters chased them from room to room in the Department of Mysteries, she had been knocked unconscious by the curse only to wake up days later with future Remus sitting by her bedside, eyes rimmed in red as he held her hand and told her that Sirius was dead. His hand still held onto her body as if he were afraid to let her go. Why are you keeping this a secret? Because I have to. She felt tears pricking her eyes once again. One day, I'll tell you everything. I promise you. I'm not hiding anything to hurt you. I swear it on my magic. I'm doing it to keep you... Don't say safe. Sirius snapped, and finally let go of her as he sat back on the bed. It's not your job to keep me safe. It's my job to keep you safe. Why? Because I'm the dangerous one. Tell me the truth, please. I need to know. Did this, whatever did this, happened because of a Death Eater? Oh, hold on. I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Did this, whatever this is, happen because of a Death Eater? Yes, but I'm fine, and he's dead. Uh, One day soon, I can explain it all to you. To, to James and Remus, she lied. James would never, could never, know the truth about any of this. Fuck. A Death Eater cursed you? Sirius put his head in his hands for several long moments before turning and looking up at her. Was it because of me? She hesitated one second too long, and his eyes widened. 
fuck? He stood up from the bed and began to dress himself. No, she shouted, but it was far too late. You don't understand. It's complicated. It was complicated, though not at all. Not at all to blame, Sirius was the underlying reason she had been cursed. It had been the fake image of Sirius being tortured that had led Harry to the Department of Mysteries to face the Death Eaters. Hermione had gone along for the ride, never able to let Harry run into trouble on his own. It was Harry's need to rescue his godfather that brought them to the Ministry. You asked me earlier if you're safe with me. You're not, Sirius frantically put his clothes back on. Maya, I need you safe. And that can't be... It's not right. Not right now. Fuck. Maya swallowed hard, trying to collect herself so she did not become overly emotional. Not like she used to do, uh, used to be when she would cry over every little thing. I told you earlier, I had no expectations for tonight, but I was telling the truth when I said, you're the end for me. You're mine. She stood up and walked to him, unashamed of her naked form as she reached for her clothes. So this distance you're putting between us right now, it's temporary. Sirius nodded slowly. Of course it is. I'm sorry, Maya. For tonight? You regret it? She asked. Her burrs, brows, burrs, the fuck. Shut up. Her brows furrowed, the dam she had placed her emotions behind threatening to burst at any moment. Merlin, no. Sirius exhaled heavily, looking at her with pleading eyes. I'm sorry that I'm so fucking broken. Do you regret it? I have never regretted a single moment of my life when it comes to you, Sirius Black. She leaned forward and placed a gentle kiss on his lips. Past, present, or future. That was deep. Oh, god damn it. Okay, so I lied. Soul Bond is not sealed. It was just plucked because uh, I don't think he's aware of it yet because they both need to be aware, acknowledge, and accept. So uh, it's kind of like how you can't trick somebody into signing a contract. Anyway, what you think? That was deep. It was deep. And uh, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. I. <laughs> we will. I don't have any words. We will be doing a uh, brief redo of the scene for our Patreon viewers, and I think in the future what we're gonna do is we're just gonna record these episodes even without the Ao3, just so you guys can see that view and then we will do a second reread again recording so that she can then hear it so you're seeing both the initial reaction and then her reaction to like the dirty version so we will we'll figure it out it'll make sense when it's on patreon don't worry about it but for now i think it's time to thank the people yeah thank the people including our brand new november special patreons and now we'd like to thank our Fox producer level Patreons. We would like to thank 
Rebecca, 80, Becca, Leanna, Jackie, Carissa, Sandra, Cassie, Amber, Chelsea, Olivia, Ryland, Ryder, Rachel, Heather, Nevi, Jade, Ashley, Melanie, Claire, Hermione, Snape, Chelsea, Emma, Audrey, Amara, Shannon, Roshan, Hannah, Jillian, Claire, Miranda, Paige, Martina, Sarah, Dan, Amanda, Caitlin, Samantha, Danielle, Rin, Tyler, Laura, and Kelly. Thank you again, guys, so much, and we will see you next Fire Whiskey Friday. Woohoo! Get it? Like an owl? My headwig? Oh my god. <laughs> and scene. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire Whiskey and Honey. A special thank you to Shyalani for allowing us to read your story. And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes. You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod. And on Twitter at FWHpodcast. And on our website, FWHpod.com. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content, please support us on Patreon and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you. See you next Fire Whiskey Friday.